I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Oh, happy Friday! It's time to nerd out. Have some fun. And, you know, get that dose of positivity to end the week right. Dude, we're actually on video. We are on video today. This is so exciting. Got a bunch of fun stuff to share. Captain has an origin, and I have a new phrase for what's on our playlist. You didn't get the white chocolate. I didn't have it. Did you talk to Rex? Who's Rex? The butcher. Let's rock it. You know, being on video, uh, you're dancing. I got my tongue hanging out. I'm licking the microphone like David Lee Roth. Name the movie clip. Head banging, actually. Name the movie clip. Got to do it. Welcome yeah. to the Real Brian Show. Thanks for joining us, Captain Influence. What's up? How are you, dude? I'm gonna have to get used to this video thing. It's weird, man. I know I got to look at the camera, and I'm used to like looking up at the ceiling or outside or <laughs> or at your screen. I look down at my nose a lot. It's like there it is. It's huge. The nose. Yeah, my nose. <laughs> my nose isn't big enough to look down at. I, man, there it is. Hold on, let me there do a, let me do a profile. See, look how big my nose is. This is ridiculous. Like it's a. Oh my I look like God. the shadow. I mean, that's why I am the shadows because you put a little red thing around me and the nose hangs over. It's like a hook. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of disturbing. I'm trying to think of some quippy remark about your nose right now, and it just nothing's coming because there's so many things I could say. I'm I'm disturbed by looking at myself. I can see myself, and it's disturbing. Nice. Nice. I'm freaking. What are we out gonna right do? Now. I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, if I dance too much, my my my, uh, my camera's gonna jump around, and I mean, it's. <laughs> Dude, come on, bring it on. Ah, uh, just dance, have fun. You know, it's. <laughs> You're are, are you uh, walking on your treadmill? We're not walking right now, but are you on your treadmill right now, or how does this work? No, no, I'm I'm standing on a nice uh, foot pad. Right. I stand up all day at work, okay. so okay. I'm just standing. Okay. It's something to keep my feet from hurting too much. Yeah. Um, I was trying to do yeah, the when you, uh, when you the stand macho. up all day. Yeah, yeah, I can't do it. When though. you when you stand up all day, man, that that kind of messes with your feet a little bit. As 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 yeah. anyone in retail knows, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I know. I you know I so that's a funny story. Thank you for bringing that uh, horrible, painful memory up in my life. Un, unplanned. Um, yeah. Uh, segue, yeah. So. Back in college, I worked at Dillard's. You remember that department store, right? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I don't know if they're around anymore. They're, we don't have one yeah, here. Yeah, they are still in the Midwest. Okay. Go ahead. You know, you, yeah. you kind of start to wonder, where did everything go? But anyway, I worked at Dillard's, and I worked in dress shoes. You had to pretty much be in a suit or sport coat or whatever, you know, all the time. You had to look nice. Yeah. And I worked in menswear, and it was really fun. And uh, But I had these these shoes on that were definitely not made for standing all day long they just weren't and uh, i didn't know that back then you know nowadays they have some really cool dress shoes that you know are, are really comfortable and well, not i wouldn't say really comfortable but better than they used to be yeah i worked there over the summer for three months i kid you not three months my heels felt like they were broken so i had a loft for a bed you know in college and i would i would jump down and i'd pretty much just crumple when i hit the floor or Anything I did, I mean, it just, it was excruciating for three full months. So, dude, dress shoes, man. Dress shoes are not. So, standing, you're right, man. Standing is very dangerous for long periods of time unless you have 
good comfortable shoes or those pads to stand on. At least you don't have to wear heels. <laughs> Whoever invented yeah. heels was dumb. An a-hole. Yeah. Yeah. To the women, and I guess some men, who wear heels, <laughs> I just need to say, you don't need to. I mean, I wow. know, I know they look cool, but we you salute you. You, you. No, you don't need, don't hurt yourself and ruin your life over looking good for five minutes or well for an hour or whatever. I, I, there are some cool you know, shoes he, out there for women now that, that don't need to kill your yeah, feet. Heels are really passe. I'm not sure how often they're even worn anymore. To be honest, I saw a girl right. the other day and I mean, her heels were two feet tall. I mean, yeah. she literally looked like she was falling over. Her whole body was doing this big S curve. I'm like, you're not only going to have scoliosis, but you I mean, <laughs> don't wear heels. Birthday week, birthday month. You know how you get all those free things? You get free drinks. I know free how coffee, you get free. all those free things, Brian. I sign yeah. up for them, man. Yeah. yeah. And good for you. So free drinks, free coffee. You know, I don't drink alcohol. Oh my gosh. So we went to this place. You know, we have not been out. As everybody knows in America, the mask order was lifted. All kind of, I mean, I think it's gone. I think it's nationwide, right? Yeah. Okay. So the mask order well, I mean, was lifted. The, the CDC recommended that masks are no longer necessary if you're vaccinated. That's all that. Happened. Yeah. So here's what they said, by the way. This is what I love. If you are vaccinated, you do not need to wear a mask around other vaccinated people. Right. That's what they said. <laughs> here's what everybody else says. I don't need to wear a mask anymore. And I thought, how did we get from point A to point F? That's how desperate everyone is to get back to normal. That's all this is. This is it's a know, it's know. like a psychological whiplash. That's all this is. My personal concern, this is not necessarily rooted in any kind of science or evidence. My personal concern is is it too soon knowing what's going on in other countries? We I don't will know. find out. I don't know. But what I do know is I'm not 100% comfortable yet. And so when people are like, "Hey, I'm not wearing a mask. Give me a hug. I'm going to kiss you, baby." Mm. Yeah. Ah. I'm just like, "Not yet, guys." So we went to see some people we haven't seen in over a year, of course, and we were outside. Interestingly enough, you know, we're looking at the drink list and I'm like, do they have anything non-alcoholic at all? They have water. O'Doul's. <laughs> O'Doul's. O'Doul rules. Wait, that's O'Doyle. O'Doyle so yeah. they had nothing for the non. I mean, they had like apple juice. <laughs> well, yeah, you can drink water. <laughs> you want water. Zale, right? Here we pour whiskey. You want water? You're going to dunk your head in the hose trough. I don't know, dude. So I got water because there's nothing to drink. I was really, really bummed. And I was having a conversation with some neighbors about this. And we were talking about there needs to be, I don't know, like somebody needs to get creative with non-alcoholic drinks and it can be versions of alcoholic drinks, but something fun. And then I was mentioning you and how, you know, you don't drink alcohol anymore. And I thought, okay, cool. Uh, Yeah, not by choice, but yeah, I know. But so, but you still want to (laughs) enjoy some nice fun drinks Yeah, and they're not alcoholic. So right. who can do that? So then I got to thinking, well, maybe, maybe I could do something like that because, Hey, why not? And then we could film it and it'd be a lot of fun. And Hey, try this. And this is a virgin mojito or whatever. And we have, we have mint growing outside by the way. So we could do that and stuff. They make non-alcoholic hard alcohol. It's really, that's really weird. I think you can get yeah. them on like Amazon. You can buy it on Amazon, but of course no place you go to is going to have that stuff because that's the problem. I mean, literally, literally nobody would want it. So everybody's uh, going and like getting like sad puppies and, you know, dead puppies or whatever those beers are. And they're getting all these different kinds of cool drinks. And I think one was called the soccer mom. Thought that was funny. (laughs) And I just thought, where's all the non-alcoholic fun drinks other than water and apple juice? I mean, or or soda, which I'm like, I'm not, they're not there because if you're not drinking, you're not having fun, Brian. That's the whole point. (sighs) You're right. I'm no fun. I'm maybe there's not a market for it, but I bet somebody would be surprised. I bet there's a market for people who want to have fun, cool drinks. They want to feel 
like I don't need to fit in, but I can have a fun drink where everybody else is having a fun drink, but I don't need to have alcohol and it doesn't feel awkward that I'm the only one drinking water. True, but the only scenarios where that would be useful is if you're out at a restaurant or some other venue that serves alcohol. That's what I meant. That venue would have to serve those fun non-alcoholic beverages. And that's your challenge is getting the venues to buy it. Well, what it is, is you inspire people to go. We already have most of the ingredients because that's how they make them anyway. Right. Minus the alcohol. Like, for example, what uses does a mojito use rum? Probably. I I mean, I don't know. Right. Okay. So let's assume it does because I I don't know. I don't know what goes into these things. Let's assume a mojito uses rum. Well, okay, but rum is a flavor and rum has a good flavor. So can you use the rum extract or even this use rum, but cook the alcohol out and still use it? In, can you do that? And would it know. taste the same? And would it taste as good? See, this is my this is my nerding out curiosity piece. But would yeah. it work? And if it does, oh, my gosh, we have a winner. And then all of a sudden people go, I want to do that with my restaurant because maybe I can attract more of those uh, eight-year-olds, you know, the eight-year-olds that are well, coming in and saying, I want a mojito. Train, you're like, training you're too them young. for later in life. Oh, but you could have a non-alcoholic mojito. We'll call it the, the kitty-do. Kitty-do. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> to be honest, all you have to do is sell non-alcoholic version of rum and vodka to any bar or restaurant that serves alcohol. Yeah. Because good portion of your drinks are just having rum and or, or rum and vodka in them, right? Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I know I'm grossly simplifying right now, but vodka. those two it. things, they just have to have one bottle of each of those sitting on their shelves and yeah. there you go. You're done. I guess so, man. We have Make an idea. Happen. We have a million dollar idea right here. We just, <laughs> now we just told everybody else and he now we're in born competition. Here. What's the date? What's yeah. the time? Yeah. Let's see. Today <laughs> is May 28th of 2021. Anybody steals this? I'm coming after you. But anyway, the birthday celebrations were fantastic by that. I just want to say that we did get to go to the mountains. We had fun with people, my parents. It was one. I, I think I mentioned this last week. I just wanted to see people and we did some stuff outside. It was a lot of fun. But one of the coolest, I think, birthday presents for me was in the mountains. It rained for around six hours, I think, straight. And then we had a little bit of a break and then it rained again most of the night. But it looked and felt and well, I'd never been to Scotland, but it looked like Scotland pictures. <laughs> And it, oh, it smelled so good. Oh, my gosh. It, it looks like, like Scotland, but I've never been there. Yeah, It looked like Scotland in my brain. <laughs> but actually, no, it, I watched Braveheart. I mean, I know what Scotland looks like. Yeah, I don't sure. need to go there. Come on. No. Freedom. I've been it was fantastic. Scotland, oh, you have? Probably. Yeah, it probably looked like it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm trusting you. Beautiful hills. There's some green and brown. The clouds are hanging low. It's raining. It's misty. You've got totally. locks everywhere, lakes. That's Highland weather, lad. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. So you understand. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, by the way, this is another exciting thing. I finally got to go back to Pilates for the first time in 14 months. As you know, wow. things closed down. Everybody knows this. He just reopened this week. I've been texting him like, dude, when are we going to get back together kind of thing? He just opened a group classes. He has a lot of precautions. protocols a lot of protocols you know all that anyway it was quite fancy on monday when i went i felt more normal than i have in seven months it was good i'm excited man awesome what's up with you well i too am excited brian because my wife wants to go to new mexico on a vacation this summer down to ensenada yeah in the land of enchantment and she wants to be gone for two weeks but i don't want to be away from her for two weeks i want to go with her but i can't get off work for two weeks so I'm finally pulling the trigger on a laptop. Get this. I bought a gaming laptop by your recommendation, by the way, the company that I got it from, Electronics. Oh, yeah. It's called. Yeah. 
I got an electronics gaming laptop for work reasons. You Steve got Holt. a gaming <laughs> Steve Holt. You got a you got a gaming laptop for work yeah, that reasons. I'm, that, I'm, that I'm incidentally going to be doing some work on. Yes, right. I have held I'm just kidding. That's awesome. I'm, I totally with you. Right. Yeah. I, I don't need a laptop. I just don't need one. I mean, when I travel, I just don't game. Uh, but now I can, and I can also yeah. work when I need to. So the work vacation was an excuse to finally get a gaming laptop. That's what it was. So when, it when you come out to Colorado and you say, I can't join you for gaming. Now you don't have an excuse. Exactly. I love it. Here's yeah. the deal. Anybody looking to buy a PC laptop, I love Electronics and it's E-L-U-K-tronics. Right. They're fantastic. I did a lot of research looking for PC laptops because I've had bad experiences, obviously, especially with Alienware and Dell. And some people have fine ones, right? But you never know what components they're going to use because they're trying to find the cheapest components at that time. Sometimes they're going to be fine and sometimes they're not and you're going to have problems and your laptop isn't going to last very well. So I did a lot of research and this company kept coming back as, you know, they're not perfect, but they're one of the better companies. They're all here in the U S and they'll even tell you if you call them, they'll even tell you like what brand of components that they're putting in your specific laptop, which I love. I think that's phenomenal. They do have gaming laptops, but they also have the ultra thin ones. They have work productivity laptops too. So it's not just gaming. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm a fan of them. And it was really easy to purchase the laptop on their website. It took five minutes. Basically, this computer, this laptop I just bought is virtually a clone of my desktop in laptop form. I love it, man. Well, congrats on that. One, We had this conversation the other day and we were talking about the chip shortage, which, of course, has been in the news now for about a month now. Well, I mean, I knew it was going on, but I didn't know how intense the effect was. And right. so I was looking around a little bit and then I was talking to Lord Thunder and doing some other research. And what I was realizing is that this is actually going to cause some potential problems. Well, then I realized that middle of the week or earlier this week, actually they were talking about some of the automakers have seized production because they don't have the chips to finish their cars, which is going to cause an issue with, Hey, if you need a new car, <laughs> you might not get one. Yeah. And, and you, that's why new cars are kind of hard to find right now. And used cars are really expensive compared to a few months ago. So yeah, it's all because of the chip shortage. Exactly. So that's part of the problem. And then they're talking about with computers and other electronics and stuff like that. We talked about my, you know, seven and a half year old geriatric iMac that is, you know, sitting right here next to me. I, thing. I love that thing. It's a great, you know, what's amazing is that it's lasted seven and a half years and it's been an amazing computer. Yeah. A lot of computers Apple. last what? Four to five years. Yeah. Apple. And that's the thing. PCs don't last that long. Typically Apple lasts long. I love them. And I would continue to use this thing for as long as possible. But I mean, we talked about this last week with the M1, the new processor in the new Macs and the Mac mini and how the Mac mini is like massively more powerful than this iMac. And I mean, what do the iMacs cost? Like 2000 to 3500, depending on your specs. A lot. Yeah. They're crazy. But the new Mac minis start at 700. Although really, if you're going to get a configuration that's useful, it's 1100, which that's that's still really cheap compared to a $3,000, $3,500 iMac. I was talking about upgrading at some point just because what I don't want is for my computer to just die on me in the middle of a very important scenario and then be like, crap, now what do I do? I'm always trying to kind of plan ahead as much as possible. Didn't really want to spend the money, but now I'm hearing about this chip shortage. And the concern is, is that, well, we get into quarter three 
and things are still going bad, then, you know, you could see delays up to, what are they saying, 24 weeks on A-list companies like Apple. Or if they're lower on the list, there could be delays as as high as 52 or more weeks if you want something. And I thought, okay, if I run into an emergency, I'm a year out, maybe. Yeah, that's why I bought my gaming laptop now, by the way. (laughs) It was because of the chip shortage. So, I mean, it's not a panic situation, but it's it's a, I'm going to buy it. Might as well do it now while it's still in stock. So exactly. Well, and the thing is this, we don't want to cause another toilet paper issue. The reason we had a toilet paper issue is because people freaked out. So if people freak out about the chip shortage, it's going to get even worse. So it's like, you know what? If you've got a a computer or a car and it's a couple years old, just relax. If, if, If you've got a, an older something and you're looking to buy sometime this year, I would say the sooner, the better Lord Thunder would say the sooner, the better. Just to the be safe. advice would say that, but then again, you know, just like Y2K, who knows? <laughs> Something cool is coming up on Netflix. Is that correct? Yeah. So just this week, Netflix advertised that they're going to have what's called a Geek Week event from uh, June 7th through June 11th. It's going to feature announcements, news, first looks at some of the platform's biggest franchises. And among those teased were The Witcher Season 2, oh, Umbrella okay. Academy Season 3. Yes. The Sandman. Is that a Marvel think, Sandman? Yeah, like Spider-Man's Nemesis? I think the Marvel. Yeah, okay. I think so. And then, and get this, Cowboy Bebop live action. No movie. way. That's what got my attention. Aren't you I big, just watched Cowboy Bebop. I was say, yeah. you're a huge fan of that. Not huge, but I did just watch it again recently, as I mentioned. This came out of left field for me. I had no idea they were making a live action movie. I can't wait wow. to see who plays Spike, who plays, who plays Edward. Edward's a chick, by the way. Of the shows teased in the infographic, which is all they've released so far is an infographic, which is just like a poster. Some are just around the corner, like Sweet Tooth, which is an ad- adaptation of a Vertigo comic of the same name. Have you heard of that? I haven't. I haven't heard of that. I have not. It'll be available to stream on June 4th. And then Masters of the Universe Revelation, which, by the way, is a Kevin oh, yeah. Smith production. It's an animated show, however. It'll be, it'll be hitting the service on July 23rd. Others like highly anticipated Sandman adaptation has been kept relatively under wraps with only a handful of casting announcements made and no premiere date set. The same can be said for the live action Cowboy Bebop, which has yet to be given a release date or a trailer. So hopefully we'll get the release date and trailer out of this event for both of those things. If you're interested, it's at Netflix Geeked is the Twitter account if you're into Twitter. Okay, cool. Well, I know uh, Spider-Pan's going to love the uh, Masters of the Universe. He, he's a huge yeah. He-Man. By the way, happy birthday this week. Wednesday ah. was his birthday. Happy birthday, Spider-Pan. Yeah. All right. So there you go. Awesome. Well, thank you. I appreciate you sharing that. And booyah. Booyah, man. And and now it's time for something very scintillating. Oh, I, I feel like d- Deep take, Thoughts is yeah. coming up. You were close, but no cigar. Oh, dang it. Have you ever wondered where that expression comes from? Actually, yes. Okay. Well, now I'm going to tell you that expression means that, that a person fell slightly short of a successful outcome and therefore gets no reward. But the number of people in today's society that see a cigar as a reward is probably pretty low, obviously. So why do we still say it? The phrase most likely originated when in the, 18, in the late 1800s and early 1900s, traveling fairs or carnivals would hand out cigars as prizes. At that time, the games at carnivals were, were targeted towards adults, not kids. Even back then, most carnival games were impossible to win, which often led to the prior to the game to say, close but no cigar when the player failed to get enough rings or around bottles or was just shy of hitting the target. As fairs started to travel around the United States, the saying spread and became well-known. By the way, this is very much an American saying. Sure. Now, all this led me to wonder, 
What other sorts of items have carnivals given out as prizes over the decades? Well, first, a little history on carnivals. Traveling carnivals first appeared in the U.S. right after the end of the, of the 1893 World's Columbian Expedition in Chicago. Many, a lot of people have heard about that. It was a very, very, very yeah. big deal back then. The traveling carnivals were intended to bring the show of that World's Fair to communities across the country that didn't have access to the fair. The exposition's, quote, midway plaisance, unquote, was a mile-long strip of parkway featuring mechanized rides, including the world's first Ferris wheel, by the way. Wow. And also games of chance, sideshow attractions, and food vendors. So, sounds like a carnival. This set the precedent for the traveling carnivals that followed in the fair's wake. The whole thing of traveling carnivals that we're, in the United States at least, are also used to started with that World's Fair in 1893. In those early years, some common prizes besides cigars were chalk statues, straw hats, porcelain dolls, pocket knives, and landscaped or religious pictures. And then, get this, grocery items were some of the most popular prizes in the early 1930s during the Great Depression, when just putting food on the table was more difficult for most families. Ham and bacon wheels and country store wheels enticed the players with cloth-wrapped smoked hams, cans of coffee, and individual pounds of sugar and flour for a nickel. Oh my gosh. Some lucky winners could take their chances and win an entire basket of groceries from the country store. Interestingly enough... Brian, I couldn't find for the life of me. I searched all over the internet. When carnivals started giving out stuffed animals for prizes, like we're all used to stuffed animals as carnivals. Yeah. That's what we've all grown up seeing, including our parents. Yeah. My best guess is that in the late 40s or early 1950s is when they started doing that. I could be a decade off. Yeah. So there you go. Now we know. You Thank you. I appreciate Knowing that. Knowing's half the battle. Oh, yeah. Well, as you know, we have been doing video. We talked about it earlier in the show. We actually just wanted to give a quick video update. We are recording right now. I don't intend this to actually be released for public viewing just because the intention for today was to get used to what we're doing, looking at the camera, and we've kind of been joking about it the whole time. I want to use it to edit. I'm still working out a lot of things like I'm going back and forth between our pictures and stuff based on who's talking and stuff like that. And I'm still getting used to that. Like, Oh my gosh, what should I do here? Right. And clicking the buttons and stuff. So it's been a lot of fun, but just so you know, we are actually recording it. I will be practicing on it from an editing standpoint. And I'm hoping that in the next couple of weeks, we will actually release the first one for public viewing soon enough. I wanted to share one really cool thing here that I found. And to me, this is, this is just nice. It's positive. It's inspiring. So there are companies now that are working on making tires more sustainable by using dandelions, you know, weeds to make rubber. Really? Which is great because as we know, dandelions are plentiful usually. And so they're yeah. trying to harvest them and say, hey, let's, let's actually make some rubber for tires and, and see if we can literally not destroy the world with everything else. I mean, how cool is that? So what is it about dandelions that is similar enough to make a similar product? I don't know the, the science behind it. I don't know what they're actually doing, but I just love well, that there must, idea. There must be something because otherwise they wouldn't be focusing on dandelions as that potential substitute. Yeah. So we'll see. Huh. I'll, I'll keep you posted as I hear more though, but I just thought that was a really, really cool thing yeah. that you hear about all the bad news that's going on. You hear all the negativity. I was having some conversations with people too recently and saying, should we talk about stuff? Should we address this kind of stuff and everything? And then there's me saying, I just kind of want to have fun. I just want to talk about <laughs> positive stuff. Do we really need to address this? But sometimes I feel compelled to. This is the kind of stuff that does not get enough publicity. You kind of go, oh, well, whoop-de-doo. Like, 
They're they're <laughs> making tires from dandelions instead of whatever rubber. I mean, who cares? But it's like, no, no this is really That's interesting positive. stuff. This yeah. is innovative people, smart people who are being innovative and trying to find a way to, you know, lessen the drain on our planet yeah. and do things that are they're right in front of us, you know? So I, I, I don't know. I, I love the creativity behind it. I think that's why I was talking, you know, we're talking about the M one chip last week too. It's like the creativity that goes behind doing something that takes such a leap forward. We have not seen major leaps forward in technology. It seems like in the last couple of years, like we did for a okay. while. And then it yeah. was kind of like, you know, things are moving a little bit. Oh, we've got a processor that is significantly faster than most anything out there right now. Oh, they're making tires out of dandelions. This is cool. Now, if we could just make a leap forward in respect, that's the next step. <laughs> oh, there's so many leaps forward we can make. I was talking with Ben Tastic. Ben Tastic was like, you know what? You, you guys did this in a couple of episodes and you talked about what's on your playlist, which included books, TV, movies, music, games, all that. I put that out to a few people and they said, oh, well, I'm listening to immediately where their brain went to was music. Yeah, of because course. That's how it's used. But if you think about it, like if I'm on my Plex server, well, is well, it on, on, on any streaming? Yeah, most it's streaming on playlist. Services. Yeah, it's called sort a playlist. Of. Isn't it? Is it? Well, it, it is. It be. is on Plex. I don't know about Netflix. Okay, we, we got to settle this right now because I don't know. But if, if I go to Netflix, I'm going to do this right now. And I go down here and I go to. Oh, it's just watch called list. my list. Oh, yeah. Your list on oh, Netflix. And it's lame. a watch list on um, Disney Plus, maybe. Mm, yeah. Watch list sounds kind of creepy. Like <laughs> who's on your watch list? <laughs> exactly. Let me tell you. Good point. So I have a better idea because as you know, I have coined the term honk fest. Some of you are kind of like, wait, what? I've never heard this before. Well, honk you fest. weren't paying attention because uh, we, we've talked about this. The honk fest, which I don't even know how this got started truthfully, but basically it means having a great time. So when I say let's honk, we're having a good time. Now, that's also been translated into when we say let's game. We say let's honk instead. Want to honk, honk some? Yeah, we honking tonight. Do you want to honk some World of Warcraft? You know, that's just what we do. But I got to thinking, if you're having a good time, shouldn't you have a honk list? Right? Shouldn't your watch list, playlist, whatever, book list, read list, whatever, shouldn't that just be called the honk list? And you say, what's on your honk list? Oh, 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 (laughs) I am so glad you asked. Let me tell you what's on my honk list. You have movies, TV shows, books, games, music, all of the above. It covers it all. We've just invented a whole new phrase. Wow. I feel I bow. <laughs> Dang. I mean, good for you. I've, I've, I'm just riding along your coattails again, but I mean, you do just you feel invented a, a revolutionary phrase. Yeah, do you yeah. feel it? I got goosebumps. I mean, Check I felt it. it. Yeah. Check them out. So what's on my honk list right now? Legends of tomorrow is back. What is it? Season six now? Enjoying the first two ups. I mean, Dang. the show is ridiculous, but it's still fun. I'm curious. Has anybody been watching Jeopardy? Because a while back we talked about, you know, Alex Trebek and how he had passed on in, in November. They've been in the process of interviewing various guest hosts. Some of them are coming on to interview for the actual position, but also others are coming on as kind of a tribute to Alex and saying, you know, hey, I'm just doing this because I love I loved Alex. I loved the show. I have a foundation, basically a nonprofit that I'm choosing and Jeopardy is matching the winnings from whoever whoever wins that day and donates to that organization. So it's really cool. There's a lot of organizations right now that are getting a decent amount of money from Jeopardy. They've had quite a few different guest hosts on, but I was just curious if anyone's watched and who you like so far. 
in the beginning, it was Ken Jennings, who was one of the great contestants. Was he Cohen? Aaron Rodgers, was he on? Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he was. He did a really surprisingly good job. Did okay. not expect that. They've had a lot of news anchors on, which has been kind of bizarre to me. Dr. Oz was on, but Mayim Bialik, who was Sheldon's girlfriend in The Big Bang Theory. Well, yeah, it's Mayim Bialik. I mean, yeah, well, not everybody knows her, but I'm excited to see her because she's cool. She's smart. She has like a, what does she have? Like a neuroscience degree or something like She's in neuroscience um, and yeah, acting. She, I mean, she's crazy. I'm she's excited. She's an actual nerd, yeah. And LeVar Burton. Dude. Oh, really? Oh, and I just I'm excited. I know granted he may not be a good fit for Jeopardy. I don't know, but I just love LeVar Burton. It's Jordy. <laughs> wish, he'd wear his, wish he'd wear his eye thing on the show. <laughs> he should show <laughs> Totally show up with that on. Everyone's so funny. That. He'd be like, welcome to Jeopardy. Everybody would be like, what? Oh, man, I love him, though. He is he is such a personable guy. That's the thing. I just don't know. And I think I've mentioned that I literally almost ran him over in person. And tell I've, that story again. I never that mentioned that like a good story. If you did, I forgot. It was Denver Comic Con. It was my first and only time there. Rob Dog and I were cruising around, talking, doing stuff. And I wasn't looking where I was going. And I like turned around. And I mean, literally, like almost literally walked into LeVar Burton so hard that it would have like trampled him. <laughs> and I realized he's a lot shorter than I am. So I'm 6'4", and I'm thinking he's probably 5'7", maybe. I don't know. Not that wow. tall. But he's surrounded by these, like, I think three bodyguards. That were really probably, he has bodyguards. Well, they all do. So whoever's whoever's trans, you know, walking back and forth, they have these people that walk with them to make sure they don't get mobbed by fans. Oh, of course. But okay. My goodness gracious. Uh, these three guys were were massive. And I mean, like <laughs> seven foot. Now, really, they were taller than I was. Let's put it that way. So they were above six, four and they were huge ripped jacked men. Oh, oh excuse story. me, Mr. Burton. That was a cool story, bro. And he just went, oh, excuse me. No problem. I didn't talk to him, <laughs> but he talked at you and you talked. He, at he him. said something to me. It's funny. The, the whole concept <laughs> of human worship is something we can all relate to. Who doesn't have a famous person that they would that they more or less worship or, or really? I mean, if they ever met them in real life, they'd be like, yeah. wow, I just met this person. They're just people. They're just like you and me. But there's something in our heads that goes on that makes us put them up on a pedestal in our minds just because they're famous quote unquote you know yeah. it's it's really interesting to me that that whole phenomenon which i'm just as guilty of as anybody so yeah i did a thing for a while you know where i, I had that and especially when i first ran into almost ran into lavar burton and saw those people from a distance i was just like oh my uh-huh. gosh then when i started doing the heroes and villains kind of thing and i was interviewing the actors and i actually got to meet them behind stage and interact with them and stuff mm-hmm. that whole little like hero worship thing kind of went away for me because I like, got to see yeah. this is the real person. They're not as cool as I thought they were or they're as cool well, as I yeah. thought they were. Or they exceeded my expectations. But I think every single one of them, I finally was able to humanize them. And then all of a sudden right. it was like, oh, OK, I I get it. I OK, I'm, I'm treating these people in a way that honestly, they probably don't. They OK, to be fair, there are people out there. I'm, I'm one of them who doesn't mind a little bit of that quote hero worship kind of thing. You know, you like the attention, you, you know, we, I think every one of us loves it to really? an extent. However, after a while it's exhausting and you just kind of want to be treated like a normal person, you know? So I, I do my best to nowadays when I run into somebody like that, I kind of go, I need to treat them like a human being, even right. though it would be cool to meet them. But then let's be honest. Do they care about meeting me? Probably not. Probably not, but I'm I bet just the, I bet fan. They, I bet a lot of them would appreciate you know the approaching them as like you would 
an ordinary stranger rather than just, Oh my gosh, you know, that whole, that whole gushing aspect. I bet a lot of famous people get really sick and tired of that. Yeah, that's true. I'm almost done with Jedi fallen order. If you can believe this. Oh really? You're way ahead of me then. Go for you. Well, I, I decided I'm going to focus in on the game and I'm going to finish it instead of jumping around all over the place because it does have an amazing story and I want to finish it and I want to see it through. And I didn't want to be like, wait, what happened? Haven't played it for six months. There are two parts of the game. One is you go through the story. The other part of the game is for the completionists or the OCD people who want to go through and complete every single achievement, find every secret. There's a couple things in there where you can open chests and you get cosmetic things. And it's kind of like right. quite okay, a few. It's cool. But does it really like after you beat the game? Do you really need to go back and do that? No. The secrets, on the other hand, you can find what they call force echoes. This is a Star Wars thing. He reaches down. He touches an object. He has the ability in his force to basically sense a memory of the past by touching this object, which is kind of cool. You get a bit of some backstory. So there are some cool things like that. Uh, I found out last night, actually, that there's a crashed wasn't a full on Imperial Star Destroyer, but it was one from the Clone Wars. Okay. Yeah. Which with the smaller versions, smaller ones. Yeah. In the actual story, you kind of go near the ship, but you don't really go into it. And I found out that you can go into it after you've passed through and gotten some additional force powers. Oh, really? Okay. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I just want to go see it. Well, that's not really part of the story, but it's just kind of cool to explore it. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. But most of the rest of it is just a completionist kind of thing, which I, I kind of go, yeah, I just want to finish the story. Wow, the story, man, it, it's been incredible. I mean, there's a there's a point where I talked about the bird on Kashyyyk, which was really cool. Yeah. It's this massive yeah. thing. As with any Jedi story, eventually the Jedi must build their own lightsaber in order to become a Jedi kind of thing. There's a story behind that, and it was, oh, it was amazing, and you become so powerful after that. It's really actually kind of fun because taking down enemies after that is a lot easier. Interesting. And then there's a, another character in the story that I loved kind of how they they did that story and how that all came together. I wish they developed it more because I thought it was amazing. It's like it started. You're kind of like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. And then that's it. And you're kind of like, oh, come on. They could have done so much with this more. Yeah. But uh, I think I'm on the last main story because a planet emerged on the hollow map. Yeah, One never, that wasn't there before. It, yeah, exactly. It's never been. Very, okay. So you go there and I think that wraps the main story up. So I'm planning on finishing that and then I'm going to you know, uninstall it and move over to mass effect legendary edition. Thank you. Lord thunder. You're amazing. Thank you. That was a a little birthday gift from him. Oh, awesome. You've been playing world of Warcraft classic. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. Yeah. And burning crusade releases what? Well, it's June 1st. So whatever is like Monday or something like that. Next week. Yeah. Right after Labor Day. And I just thought, you know, I never did experience world of Warcraft in the classic days. I came in later I played on a free server and it was wrath of the Lich King and it was, it was free. So there was a lot of other like hacks and stuff that they had done to it, which was a lot of fun. But then we played with the guys a few years ago and um, it was like warlords of Draenor for those yeah. who are not gamers. You a, have no later, idea what we're talking about, but a much later expansion. Yes. What they More did to the game though, that I didn't like was hurry up and get to max level so that we can do end game content. Which is grind, grind, grind. That's well, we didn't know that. So I'm like, okay, well, I just like rushed through my one th- levels one through eighty as fast as I could. Skipped a lot of stuff. By the way, they they boosted things, so you didn't even really have to do any of the side quests anymore. It was like do some a couple here and there, and you like 
yeah, out just level the zone really so fast. fast. Yeah. yeah. You get to level 80 and then what do you do? You do the same three quests over and over for months on end every day, your daily homework so that you can get this whatever resource so that you can do this raid where you can potentially get a 6% <laughs> chance of a 6% chance drop of one item and you need the whole set so that you can move on. And I thought this sucks and I, I didn't enjoy myself. I kind of like, I don't want to yeah. go back to this, but everybody talked to me about how amazing the original Warcraft world of Warcraft game was back in the day before they kind of before they before they really it dumbed it down over the years. It yeah. took them a while, but the game is very different now than it, when, it was, when it originally was. Yeah. The old way is, is it's about the journey. It's about the journey of leveling and seeing the world and experiencing the story. And I thought that's what it I love. can be. It, it can, can be. be. Yes. You do it the way it we are doing be. it, which is so. So Brian and I just started some baby blood elf characters and we're going to each quest giver and we're actually reading everything they tell us most people when they play an mmo they go to a quest giver they accept the quest and go do it and they accept the next quest and go do it and they're read reading everything we're immersing yeah. ourselves so yeah. it's really interesting and it's a lot of fun isn't it yeah i gotta tell you right now just even in the, the two times we've played i've had more fun playing in those two nights than i ever did playing wow just because i feel like now we're doing it right or Good. at least in the way that's that I awesome. would enjoy it. So yeah, yeah having a good it's, time. it's a lot slower, but it's a lot more story. It's like, it's like playing a, a role playing game. Yeah, so it really is sitting here doing this with video. I can already see things that I know I need to work on. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm just like, Oh my gosh. I've, yeah. I got to, I got to, I, I feel like I'm a little camera shy or something weird. I, I, I don't know if I'm not talking as much anymore because I know that the camera's on me, even though no one's going to see this, I've got to get used to the camera. I keep looking over at the screen to see you, Captain. <laughs> no, no, no. Look at the camera. The, the camera. So there's this really cool thing that I saw. This is the last thing I'm going to share. And it's a teleprompter. You know, everybody knows what a teleprompter is. But sure. it's it's designed for people like what we're doing. It sits in front of you. And what it is, is it's, uh, it's a pretty cool thing. But it has like a platform where you, you actually mount your camera on the platform and then the glass that it is, is a, what do they call it? Like a 3070 or something like that. So the camera can actually record through the glass, but on the outside, it is your screen, whether you're using yeah. an iPad or whatever. And it can either be a teleprompter or in this particular situation, I could put you on discord and I could see your face and the camera's right behind that. So when I'm talking to you, looking at you, the camera is right there. And it would be amazing in the future. There's a decent chance that our monitors are going to have the camera inside, like behind the screen that do the exact same thing. So that'd be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. All right. All right there. Thanks a lot there. Captain influence. Uh, You're welcome. Every time I Uh, see the initials CI, I either think captain influence, captain influenza, which was a few years ago or confidential informants. I keep wanting to add an S after it. CIS. Deep Thoughts with Captain Influence. If someone tries to tell you about their dream last night, just yell out, life is but a dream, and walk away. That should shut them up. You know what the music means? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it's time to go. Oh, the music. It's sad. It's sad, and it's such good music. It's such uplifting, though, you know? It is, though, yeah. I hope you had fun today. I mean, I, I had a fun. Did you have fun? Captain? Uh, I always have fun. What are you okay. talking about? Okay, good. I, I had a good time. What planet are you on? Uh, that's a great question, actually. <laughs> All right. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us. The Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.